How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Waterfowl 365 presented by BTBN. This is your host, Chris Adams. If you want to get yourself a really nice piece of material to make a duck call out of or send to your favorite call maker, check out South Owsley over at Swampwood Products. Puts out some really, really nice stuff and stands behind it as well. Can't find a better uh, piece of material and a better guy to do business with. That's where a lot of my stuff comes from. So, if you want to get one of those uh, blanks and send it to me, check out Unstable Calls on Instagram. I turn out some half-decent calls, as I've been told, and uh, they make a nice Christmas present or paperweight. And if you want to put them on your Christmas tree, they could even make some nice, great-looking ornaments. <laughs> Whatever you want to do with them. Check out Unstable Calls on Instagram. Hit me up. If you want to get yourself a nice, non-bedazzled piece of apparel, check out Fox Red Apparel on Instagram as well. Some really nice grown-up looking clothes. Simple, clean. That's the type of stuff I wear. It's got a logo in the pocket. It's got a simple logo on the back. There's no flash. Just uh, grown-up looking stuff. Fox Red Apparel. Check it out. Yeah, um, we're going to do a little Move the Sticks. It seems like this has become a football podcast. It's waterfowl season, so everybody is so busy. I just got done with the head-to-head. We have moved to the uh, move from the final four to the final two. Congratulations to Mr. Joey D'Amico and Domingo Sanchez. Look for their calls in the finale after uh, after the new year, probably something like that. So uh, yeah, the move the sticks. Another great week of football, and uh, we got Justin back in here. Talk a little fantasy. I don't know. I haven't even looked to see how well we did this week. I know last week was absolutely terrible. But uh, we'll see if we can get some redemption this week. So without any further ado, the uh, Move the Sticks. Justin, what's going on, buddy? Oh, you know, just ready to do our fantasy football picks and talk about some weekend football. Bro, I was hoping that we were going to do better than last week. It couldn't be any worse. Yeah, um, I was really hoping to see, you know, Joe Burrow this weekend. That was one game I really wanted to watch and hopefully see him light up the Steelers deep because the Steelers have problems defending the deep ball. Yeah, dude, I... With the the monsoon winds that they had in Pittsburgh. Yeah, dude, did you see the the New England game? Watched some of it. Holy crap, that was the most rain I have ever seen come down in an NFL game. Yeah, it was. It wasn't even coming. It was not even coming down in sheets. It was just like a blanket of rain. It was so bad that when they went to different camera angles on the field, you could hear it hitting the umbrella above the camera. Yeah, you could definitely hear uh, when they were announcing the game too. <laughs> it was insanity, dude. That that game looked like I like playing in the rain, but that game was a straight up like as a defender, you have to love that type of game. Being on offense. Yeah. That is like the last type of game you want. Yeah, definitely limits. You know your option. The ball's wet. You know those gloves are great, but I mean they've come a long way, but still get kind of slick in the rain. Well, dude, and who was it? Is it New England's tight end that got his knee folded backwards in that game? He boils from uh, Baltimore. It was Baltimore. That's right. Dude, that was nasty. As soon as he hit the ground, New England jumped up and was like calling over to Baltimore's trainer, like, get over here. This is real bad. Well, you know, like when I seen it, I instantly thought of Willis McGahee. Yes. Instantly. Yeah, dude. That's That's probably one of the worst ones I've ever seen was Willis McGahee. How he ever came back to have a career in the NFL after such a nasty knee injury is beyond me. When I saw it, I immediately I didn't think of Willis McGahee after I watched the replay I thought of McGahee but when I first saw it I thought of Alex Smith and I was like oh dear god I thought it was a leg break the knee was uh, the best thing that could have happened on that yeah 
I mean, there's been a, what, Allen from uh, Washington, Dak, and uh, yeah, that, those are two bad ones. I know Indiana had a guy that went down this year, I think last weekend in college football, and his dad's the head coach, and his son is getting carted off the field with like a broken leg. Dude, those broken legs are so nasty. The first one I remember seeing like that was before Alex Smith that wasn't even in football. It was uh, Anderson Silva checking that kick and his whole leg just wrapped around. The human the human body can do some amazing things, but when it when it fails you, it fails you good. Yeah, yeah, it was ugly, man. Well, you got a... Uh, Thursday, man, we went Colts and Titans, and I remember in this game, because we were talking fantasy, and I was like, I do not like, um, I do not like my internet. Henry? Yeah, I did not like Henry to put up crazy numbers. For the amount that he was, like, demanding on DraftKings, he still threw up 100 yards. He still had a great, great game. I just knew that Indy was very, very strong, and they were going to keep the game limited. Like, Tannehill was a, a no-go for sure. But, uh, man, I just didn't feel real strong about Indy having any kind of breakout performers, but I still thought they were going to win. We both went Titans. And, uh, Surprise with the, with the... Yeah, Rivers got it done. They're uh, 308, but that really shows that that defense is kind of for real being able to stop a you know a heavy heavy run attack attack from Tennessee. Yeah. With I mean they if you stop there I mean he's still got a hundred yards but it wasn't you know a twenty yard run a fifteen yard run a ten yard five you know it wasn't those repeated yards he had to work for every yard I think in his longest carry was like 20, 20 yards so he they made him work for every yard that he got. Yeah. Dude, for the first half of the game, it's just kind of that classic Derrick Henry, man. He did nothing in the first half, and then in the second half, he bust off that, like, like a 6, a 7, and then bust off that 20. And then they pulled him out for a breather and brought in his backup. Um, I don't even know who his backup is off the top of my head. But he went, uh, it was Nicholas, or was it Foreman? It was Foreman. Mickelson, yeah. Mickelson is... Uh one of the backups, Deontay Foreman from the University of Texas, is got yeah. seven. They they brought in Deontay Foreman because he has dreads as well, I believe, and he went through three straight rush or no two state straight rushes for like two yards, and then Tannehill had an incompletion, and that's the one time that Tennessee was just moving the ball. They got it at like the three yard line. And Henry got him all the way down to like the 45, and then they stalled out and had to punt while he was on the sideline. And it was like... One great thing about Derrick Henry, he does not come off the field. He doesn't seem to ever really get tired. He was not happy about being off the field at that because that was in the third quarter when they weren't as far behind. They were still within reach. And he was, I mean, just moving the ball. And he took. he wanted to come out just to grab a breather after that 20-yard run. And they just immediately stall out after that. And that was kind of like the end of their momentum. And they just never caught back up after that. Uh, highlight player, I could tell you from probably Tennessee, uh, or not Tennessee, but Indianapolis, is Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, he, was their first, he was their first pick in the second round. His dad played in the league for Tampa. And... Uh, He's slowly coming on. He had, he had compartment syndrome a couple weeks ago. He had a little he lost feeling in his foot. When had surgery, he's coming back the last couple weeks very strong and becoming a, a really big target for uh, Philip Rivers. He's about 6'2", 230, can, can run, can jump. He's a guy to keep your eye on. Dude, it's really funny because I was looking at him last week between him and Emmanuel Sanders to be my third wide receiver. And I was like... Emmanuel Sanders had just done me good the week before that. But I was like, man, Pittman, I really liked how Pittman had been progressing. And I still went with my gut and went Sanders. And Sanders got like three points and Pittman put up like 22. Yeah. Came back. Uh, he, I mean, even the, let's just go back to September. He only had four catches. 
for 37, but since he's come back against Baltimore, which, you know, he had seven catches, 56 yards, and then against Tennessee, he had seven catches on eight targets for 101 yards. Yeah. He um, freaking, he balled out, man. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, man. He's got a good YouTube page, actually, where he vlogs and talks about his day. He's a very interesting, very articulate guy. Really fun to watch. That's freaking awesome. We both start out 0-1 because we both went Titans. That takes us to the Texans and the Browns. And that was another ugly, ugly game. Uh, We both went Texans and the freaking Browns with a 10-7 win. Just boring football, dude. Yeah, I mean, the only, only bright spot you can say is uh, Nick Chubb coming Chubb, back. and Chubb balled out, dude. I mean, great great combination of running backs. Hunt had 100 yards. Chubb had 100 yards. It's You couldn't ask for a better backfield, though. Yeah. I agree, man. They are they are so solid, and that's what makes them tough to pick up in fantasy is because they're both so good that you know not one guy is going to get all the points. Yeah, who's going to get? You know, who's going to have the big big player? That, you're just really fighting for a touchdown if you take both of the, either one of those guys. Yeah, exactly. So we're both zero and two with uh, picking the Titans and the Texans. We wanted to start off, uh, you know, better than we were last week. It's not looking good. We moved to Washington and the Lions, and we both went Lions on this one, and they made it close as well. Freaking Matt Stafford, man. No matter how beat up he gets, like, I didn't even think he was going to be playing this week. I thought he was on the COVID list, but he just comes in and... He was on the COVID list. Yeah, he always stays here, but I guarantee you that guy could throw a football a mile with his feet. Yeah. And both arms could be broken, he'd play. Alex Smith gets his first start in like two years, too. And he threw for almost 400 yards. Yeah, incredible for, for Alex Smith. Uh, hands down, will be the comeback player of the year. Yeah. And he, makes, really, he really Washington. spread the ball around. Yeah, I was going to say, it makes Washington a lot more exciting, too. Which could ultimately hurt him picking a picking a quarterback next year because let's be real, Alex Smith is like thirty six, like he doesn't have but one or two years left in him with a robotic leg. Yeah, exactly. Like it, he's a cool story, but he's not your final answer. So him coming out and balling out, and if he picks up some wins, man, that's going to do nothing but really hurt you in the long run. But it's cool to see him back. You know, in the case of Alex Smith, you know. If he had, you know, keeps rolling with some good games, it's just gonna, you know, good to have some tape of this year him playing, and you know, a team will probably pick him up, and you know, if they got a young one or a guy that they're not sure of, they could bring him in, and if if he works, he works. If he doesn't, you can always go back to the guy you had. Bro, bring him. As much as I hate to say it, and as much as as hard as I knocked him forever, but. I will go on record as saying when he got traded from the 49ers, I thought that the Chiefs got a better deal. I thought Alex Smith was a better quarterback than freaking um, Kaepernick, and that was before he ever did anything to get the public hate on him. I thought Alex Smith was a better quarterback. Bring him yeah, into what? Denver. Oh, gosh. Could you imagine was- him with all of their weapons? So I have to play the Chiefs twice a year. Bro, Denver is probably one of the only offenses that have all the weapons the Chiefs have. They literally just don't have a quarterback to distribute the ball. He's going to be out this week, but we'll get to that when Denver yeah, comes I actually up. feel better about it, being, him being out. <laughs> Man, <laughs> you, sound like a friggin', you sound like a Philly fan. You're clapping when he gets hurt. Uh, dude, I, you know, he got hurt before the half. And he played the whole rest of the half, and they asked him about it, and he says, I'm fine. Like, if anything... Playing AC joint? Yeah, how bad he played, if anything, he showed that he is a tough son of a bitch. Like, I I want Drew Locke to succeed, because he is tough. I like it when he's rolling. He just looks so bad. Anyway, 
Um, turnovers, turnovers, but we'll get to that when we get turnovers, to Turnovers, no game. line blocking for him. So we're one and two. We both went Lions. And then you go to the Packers and the Jags, and uh, that was a lot closer game than I thought it was going to be. I think uh, the Packers, man, Aaron Jones, he is just, I cannot figure him out. He has done next to nothing for a few weeks. I think they really have him on a pitch count. I know he's coming off of, what, a calf injury. I think they kind of have him on a pitch count with running the ball. Yeah. I mean, and even freaking Williams did not have a great showing where he filled in for Aaron Jones really, really nice. Yeah. But, uh, dude, I mean, Green Bay's still a good team. The NFC is weird. It's going to be hard because there's no team that's just running away with it like there is in the AFC with the Chiefs. The NFC, man, it looked like Seattle was going to be world beaters for a while, but their defense is so bad. Then it looked like Tampa Bay might have the answer. Then the Saints come out and just destroy them. And then the Saints, you're like, eh, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're and not. Especially in the the West is everybody but San Francisco is six and three. Everybody. Yeah. There's just there's just no clear cut favorite, man. So I we mean, both go Packers on that one. We're both two and two. And then you got the battle for the NFC East with the Eagles and the Giants. Both went Eagles and the Giants, I believe, took over first place of the NFC East with a win. Eight, three and seven. They're three and seven. Philly's three, five, and one. So Philly technically is still better, but that's like there's so many analogies you could make to what that equates to. Um, Daniel Jones had a really, really nice scramble for a touchdown and didn't get shot by an invisible sniper and trip over his own feet this game. Carpet, the turf monster did not grab his feet. <laughs> yeah, dude, the freaking. That garbage is so terrible. There's no way of knowing who's going to win it. But, of course, they're going to cost us both a pick. That moves us to two and three apiece. Then you got the Bucks and the Panthers. You went Panthers on this thing. I wanted to go Panthers on this thing. But uh found out McCaffrey wasn't To not see the ass whooping that the, that the Panthers were going to take after giving the Chiefs such a tough run the week prior. Yeah, well, they had no Christian McCaffrey again, man. And Tom Brady, the record shows it. He gets his ass beat, and then he comes back the next week and just kills it. And freaking Jones, dude. Holy crap. What a, what a play. I mean, I, I like him. I wish Bruce Aarons would just keep feeding him and quit trying to teeter between Leonard Fournette and him just keep feeding. The guy has worked his ass off in the offseason to get in shape, got a little bit bigger, got a little bit faster. The guy can fucking play. Just give him the damn ball. Yeah. Dude, I had Jones on my team, man. He killed it. I think he put up 32 <laughs> or 35. I, I have him in my roster at some point every week. I'm like, they're going to play Fournette if I put him in. Yeah. They're going to play Fournette. Yep, he's been bounced in and out of my roster again this week. But uh, yeah, I went Bucks. You went Panthers. That moves me to three and three. You to two and four. Then we go to the Broncos and the Raiders game. And this, I wanted to go with the Raiders. I went with the Broncos. Obviously, you went with the Raiders. And the Broncos are so bad; it's ridiculous. Um, Philip Lindsay had four touches. Melvin Gordon had 10, I believe. You have, I mean, the Broncos are supposed to be a running team, and they had 15 total rushes after last week having 14 total rushes. You're making Drew Locke, who is not a good quarterback, be your entire offense, throwing the ball 55 times a game like the last four games in a row. You can't win with that. No, you have to have some version of a run game you have to have it yeah it is a such a pass happy league but you know what was set up from running the ball you know the deep ball play action pass will help set up the you know that the screens if you can run the ball you can do all those things and i think philip Lindsay is well incapable to destroy teams with it on a strip uh screen game he can't catch the ball. Philip Lindsay is dropping the ball horribly. Denver has thrown five total screens this year. 
I think Kansas City had five screens and a quarter last week. Not this week. No, no, not this week, on. but the prior week. But we haven't screened to the running backs nearly as often as we have in years past, which I'm hoping to. Yeah. I would love to see you guys see that happen with, this week. You guys still do it with your wide receivers and tight ends, though. Denver has yeah. thrown five total, not just five to running backs, five total. It's insane, and I want to take a victory lap on saying that everybody should start Josh Jacobs because he was like the 20th priced running back and I think he put up the fourth most points in the running back category this week. Anybody that is playing Denver, their starter, you should 100% start them in the running back because Denver is giving up 200 yards a game rushing. Josh Jacobs had 112 yards on 21 carries and two TDs and the dude didn't play after five minutes into the third quarter. Booker, their second stringer, had 80 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, or two touchdowns. Did he have two? Dude, he, and he was on Denver's roster at the beginning of the year. Yeah. <laughs> like, if there's a running He's, back going Booker's against Booker's had two good weeks right at, you know, him and Jacobs. Last week he had a great game, and the week prior to that, or in this prior week he had a great game. Both of them did. Yeah. If there is a running back playing Denver, they are a start right now. Denver has no run-stopping capabilities. That moves us on to you. We're both 3-4 and four now with you taking the Raiders. That moves us to the Chargers and the Dolphins. You went Dolphins. I went Chargers. And the Chargers once again prove that they cannot win a game. They struggled. They struggled to start some games or they struggled to finish. Yeah, dude, Tua is looking legitimate, freaking, this is maybe the worst performance Herbert has had of the year, where he had sub-200 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, but for a rookie quarterback, you're still like, hey, that's not bad for a rookie, but for Josh Herbert, you're like, that's a terrible game for him. Uh, And I I said this early on in the season, we were picking games uh, a couple weeks back, and I said the Dolphins' record does not reflect how – they're not elite by any means, but they're not a super bad team. They just had some bad beats, and now they're 6-3. and three. Well, it's just like Atlanta, man. Remember, I said they were the best, worst divi- record team in football, and what have they done since they traded out coaches? They're like 4-1, four, 3-1 four and, one, three and one since changing out coaches? Yep. Yeah, so that moves you to four and four, me to three and five, and then we go Bills, Cards, and what a freaking finish! You went Cards, I went Bills. This week is sucking for me, um, but dude, what a finish! I could not believe he caught that ball. And if you want that, they did a highlight of Aaron Rodgers' the same throw. It's about the same same trajectory and drop. It's an Kyler Murray's incredible. Yeah, dude, Kyler Murray is a freaking beast. And, uh, dude, you can, like, you just can't stop that. Like, and Hopkins pulling that thing in. Dude, once he had a hold of that thing, it was not coming out of his hands. To you, Hopkins has the biggest hands of any wide receiver in the league. That's insane. So that, uh. I mean, he's a beast. That moves you to 5 and 4, me 3 and 6. Jesus, H. Um, so then you go with the Rams and the Seahawks, and we both went Seahawks on this one, and the Seahawks do not look right. Russell Wilson is struggling the last couple weeks in a row. Um, Jared the ball Goff was... Go ahead. He's turning the ball over way too much, you know, at the beginning of the year, what, the first five, six weeks, man, this guy's going to be the MVP this year. And then all of a sudden he just starts, you know, th- turning the ball over, making stupid plays. Well, and he's the leading rusher. Yeah. Like that, you cannot have it. We've said it so many times on the podcast. Your quarterback cannot be your leading rusher and lead to success because he's going to get beat up. He's trying to do too much. I guess the Cardinals, you could look at that different, but that's because Murray is an absolute freak. Jared Goff was my starting quarterback this week, and I thought he was going to have a huge game. He puts up 300 yards, 
I mean, a 66% passing passer rating, but no touchdowns. He scored me like 12 points. And I was like, dude, you were my dark horse. You should have had 35 points going up against Seattle. And uh, That's the thing with taking Jared Goff. And I man, I drafted him in my regular, like a regular fantasy league. I took Jared Goff because I like the way, you know, play action, bootleg. They make it all look, you know, make it all look the same. And either he's hot or he's not. He was really hot. He just could not find the end zone with any of his wide receivers. Yep. Absolutely, man. It just, uh, they get the win. Donald had any sacks, but he was probably definitely a factor in that game. Yeah. Dude, the Seahawks, they're just, they're struggling. And uh, that whole division, man, is a lot closer you know, then uh, just the Seahawks running away with it. It could very easily be the Cardinals taking that thing as hot as they've been. I think I'm 100% on that one. I think the Cardinals will take that division. Yeah, I think Seattle's defense is just too bad. Um, then we move on to the 49ers and the Saints. We both went Saints on that one. 49ers have no quarterback. They look terrible. The injury bug has taken every player they have on their roster. And the Saints, um, they end up losing Breeze for, I don't know, for foreseeable future. And uh, I heard earlier today on the radio that he's talking about trying to come back in like two weeks. Dude, that's not good. But Jameis Winston... Oh. Is a solid, solid player. I think with the toys that uh, New Orleans has, Jameis Winston could kill it. I was talking about that with a co-worker, too. I said, well, one, he had LASIK. So now Jameis Winston can see the deep ball instead of just throwing to, I think he's going to be there. Yeah. I don't know what he does because he's a free agent after this one. Yeah. Making a million dollars anyways, but... I think Winston could be a play. I mean, Drew Brees hasn't been stretching the ball down the field. And you got Michael Thomas, Kamara, and really with Emmanuel Sanders, you could definitely stretch the field with Thomas and uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. It, uh, it'll be interesting to see. Sean, it's, and it depends on Sean Payton how how much of the reins is he got, you know, hold on Jameis. I bet Kamara gets a big workload with uh, with Breeze being out and Winston's uh, past decision making, where he throws a lot of touchdowns, but he throws a lot of picks. He's yeah, they, I think they're gonna be safe. Yeah, I think, I think so too. They're gonna be safe. Kamara and I think Murray is a good backup pick for a uh, a cheap one because I think they're gonna see a lot of running the ball and Murray is always pretty solid. As long as he has some carries. Yeah. He um, could be a dark, dark horse guy. Could definitely. So we both went Saints on that one. So it's 6-5 and five and 4-7. and seven. And then we moved to the Bengals-Steelers. We both went Bengals because Big Ben was supposed to be on the COVID list. But he ended up playing. And uh, if we would have known that, I think I would have went the other way. Yeah. I went the other way. But, you know, they say COVID list midweek, and then all of a sudden, bam, they don't say anything else, and he's in there. Yeah, dude, that sucks when they do that kind of stuff. So it really screws up the picks, but, uh, dude, Pittsburgh just keeps winning. So uh, The Bengals' secondary struggled all freaking day with with uh, Deontay Johnson and uh, Claypool. Yeah. Just destroying them. And Schuster, too. Yeah, they uh, they just kept getting after him. And like I said, I completely wasn't paying attention to this game because I wasn't planning on Roethlisberger playing. <laughs> Watched it because I had Burrow this past week, and I, I kept telling myself that he's they struggle with the deep ball. He's going to hit people on the deep ball. And it, with the, I didn't even know it was going to be monsoon wind in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, yeah, that changes the whole freaking game plan. They have like a damn hurricane coming through. And that moves us to our next game. You're 6-6, six and six, I'm 4-8. and eight. Ravens, Pats, and this was an ugly, ugly, rainy, nasty game. And the Patriots 
come through. The Ravens had a chance multiple times to get back into the game. And, you know, they just kept coming up short. Like, it was kind of a boring game. Boring, I mean, nasty rain. Uh, Lamar Jackson actually performed a little bit better than I thought he was, but defensive coordinators are definitely starting to really figure this guy out. And I've heard it on, on ESPN and the radio quite a few times that, I mean, you can't you can't spy him. You can't like I always say you can't chase a guy with that kind of speed. You just gotta put a, a big old noose around him and just pull it tight just to corral him, like corralling cows. Yeah, and once again, another really really nasty game where you should be relying on your running backs. And Lamar Jackson is your leading rusher for 55 yards. And then you got New England on the other side with Harris having 121 yards. Like, that is the difference. Out of nowhere. I didn't even heard of this guy until he started running the ball. Harris, I've uh, done some of those daily little uh, individual game drafts on DraftKings. And I've had him play a few times. Um, But... Yeah, dude, he had a really, really nice game. I think Burkhead even had a half-decent game. Uh, uh, I mean, 31 yards, and then obviously he's a real big threat coming out of the backfield. Great hands, two touchdowns. Yeah, two touchdowns. I remember him being big. He didn't have that many rushing yards, but, dude, 80 total yards, 70 total yards, something like that for two touchdowns, I'll take that all day long. Always productive. In some games, you know, he's a little bit more productive with his feet. And then some other, he's productive in the receiving game. So it's kind of pick your poison with him. Yeah, absolutely. So we both took an L on that one, and that leaves us with Monday night's game with the Vikings and the Bears. We both went Vikings, and uh, Dalvin Cook, man, was shut down most of the game. Like, he had one really, really nice, uh, like, 70-yard run called back on a really kind of iffy hold call but other than that dude he could just not get going the bears were swarming to tackle him freaking what's his name i think it's biggs or hicks from uh the bears he really yeah he really does not like him and cook do not like each other and he's you know laid some wood to him a few times when they played each other but when he got hurt, he pulled a hamstring. His uh, Dalvin's numbers started really started to tick through. Yeah, yeah, they were gang tackling freaking Cook, man. They were selling out on the run and trying to meet uh, make the Bears beat him through the air, and they just could not do it. Foles was missing stuff all over the place. He was getting hit all game long. It was like every time the Bears started to march, Foles would sit back in the pocket. And you're like, dude, where is your internal clock? It's been five seconds. You have to get rid of the ball. And then all of a sudden, he just takes a sack, and it kills the whole drive. But uh, another... For a Monday night game, that was a really good game, Yeah, I thought, yeah. defensively. It was a very good defensive scheme battle, man. They uh, How to stop, you know. And the Bears are really, really struggling without freaking having Montgomery back there. And... Um, Patterson's playing. He just needs to transition to being a running back because he's not going to be a wide receiver. Well, he has a kick return touchdown, and then he breaks off some big like runs, and then they just keep feeding them the ball when they figure out that Foles isn't going to do anything all game long, and Minnesota just starts gang tackling him. He ends up with twelve for thirty, but I think he had like two or three runs of seven or eight yards, and the rest of it was a lot of nothing, but. It's hard to win when your quarterback's throwing 100 yards. Like, <laughs> you know, unless you're Dalvin Cook, that's not happening. And then breaks his hip. Yeah. So that leaves you at 7-7 seven and seven and me at 5-9 and nine for the week. It's even worse than last week. Yeah. Dude, terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. So let's move on to week 11 and see if we can uh, get some of this back. Tomorrow. Ourselves. Ooh, Cardinals and the Seahawks. Gonna go cards. I'm going cards as well. The Seahawks have not proven anything to me as of late. Ooh. Yeah, defensive. 
horrendous. Eagles and the Browns. Trash game. I'm going to go Browns. I'm going Browns as well. That is a trash game. Um, Falcons and the Saints. Matty Ice. Yeah, I was going to say Saints record-wise, but uh, Saints are missing Breeze. And uh, the Falcons have really played a lot better lately, so I'm going Falcons. You're going Falcons as well? Yes, I, I, I like the Saints, but I just don't know about Jameis. I, you just don't know what's going to happen because I haven't seen him play all year. Yeah, and the last time we saw him play, he wasn't good. No. Um, Bengals and Washington. Did you already pick? Yeah, uh, Washington. I'm going to take Washington and Alex Smith. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bengals. Burrow's got to turn around. Um, Lions and the Panthers. The cat game. With uh, Matt Stafford here. Yeah. Um, Panthers, I've liked the way that they've played lately. Obviously not this last week. They were getting beat up. It depends. Um, McCaffrey's still out, right? Forecast to be out? He's still out, and I, I like Deontay Swift in this one. Yeah, I got Swift on my team. Um, so I'm going Lions as well. Steelers and the Jaguars, I'm going Steelers. One. You're going Steelers as well? There's no way in hell the Jaguars are going to beat that defense. <laughs> Ooh, this might be the game of the week. Titans and the Ravens. Ravens. Going with the Ravens? I'm going to go Titans on that one. Be a little different. I mean, this is almost a pick-em game. It is one. Baltimore is a touchdown favorite. But, yeah, it's to me it's a pick-em game. They're both coming off of pretty bad losses. And, uh... Both of them looking to get back on track, man. Both six and three. So, Patriots and the Texans. This is a trash game, too. But Deshaun Watson, he's going to light them up. Going with the Texans. Cam Newton just looks so bad. Always. But the Texans' defense is terrible, too. I am going with. The Patriots to be different. I hate I hate Cam Newton as a quarterback, but uh, the Patriots are just terrible. Um, this week I'm going to go different. We got the Dolphins and the Broncos. I'm taking the freaking Dolphins. Dolphins too. The last time I took against the Broncos, they won. So I'm going Dolphins. I'm hoping. Good juju. I'm taking the other team. I'm rooting for the Dolphins. I have such horrible luck. I'm going to root for the other team because I'm going to think that somehow my bad luck is going to rub off on the Dolphins. So, (laughs) and uh, whoever the Dolphins end up starting as a running back, start them this week. (laughs) Jets and the Chargers. Should be a game that they can win. Chargers. You you would theoretically think um, the Jets are winless so far. Chargers are big favorites. I got to get back into this. I'm going Chargers as well. Um, I think it's pretty rare that a team goes 0-16. This is a a game that the Jets could steal, but I, I can't make stupid picks. I have to get back in this thing. So I'm going Chargers as well. You got Packers and the Colts. That's another really good game. I mean, besides Packers defense being terrible, I'm going to go with uh, Aaron Rodgers here. I, I, I like the way he throw, spins the rock, and Philip Rivers is just push, shot putting balls down the field. Yeah. Um, the Packers' best weapons are Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones. And I think Aaron Jones is going to be completely taken out of this game because the... Devontae Adams Adams is their best weapon. Well, that's only because he's their only wide receiver. Let's be real. And the Colts are going to take the run game away. So that means Aaron Rodgers is going to have a 
big, big week because he's going to have to, I think. Uh, I'm going Packers as well, but I don't think Aaron Jones has a good game at all. I think the Colts shut him down um, and take away the run. Then he got- At least 30 yards rushing and maybe 50 yards receiving. Yeah. Yeah, just kind of a, a standard game for him. No crazy breakouts or anything like that. Um, Cowboys and the Vikings. It's an interesting one. I think the Red Rifle is back. I know it's not going to make that much of a difference, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins. Do you like that? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Vikings because nobody's ever made money betting on the Cowboys. Um, Chiefs and the Raiders. I'm going with the Chiefs. So we, we, we got a couple offensive linemen supposedly on the COVID list, but I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to ride with my boys, the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm going with the Chiefs as well. They're going to be able to shut down the run significantly better than Denver was. And uh, Derek Carr has thrown for like 150. He's thrown <laughs> sub 200 yards like the last five games. So doesn't excite me on that end. And then you get the Rams and the Buccaneers on Monday night. That's a solid... Uh, theoretically a solid game. Bucks. Yeah, their freaking defense is so dang good. Um, Goff screwed me. Aaron Donald, though, when Tom Brady's been getting hit, he's been struggling. <sighs> Tampa Bay is a fucking oh. favorite. I'm gonna go with the Rams just to be different. I think we only have two games that are different, so... I'll take the L on it, and uh, it's a pick game to me. It definitely is. All right, so let's jump into our fantasy teams of the week. Um, last week, dude, I, I thought my 15 points was going to be safe for Monday Night Football. I was like, I think I'm going to take the lead this week. And then your boy comes back and has Jefferson... Yes. Yeah, freaking Je- Jefferson killed me. I can get my app to open. Jefferson put up like 18 points, and I was up by like 15. <laughs> or no, he put up like 24 points or some crazy crap. Like, just killed me. Or I did not have him in the regular league, but I played a 25-cent game, won $6, and he was my top because I had him in the double bonus Oh hell yeah! That freaking I love those uh those one night game like uh the whatever that's called where you build a team out of the one game, that is definitely fun. Um, all right, so let's hear your uh, your lineup theoretically. Uh, I got the spinning wheel of death right now since uh, they're laying fiber at my house. My I'm on LTE and it is killing. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say that this week we talked about it before we started rolling. It was very tough to build a a top-heavy team. Um, I tried having Kyler Murray. He was the number one quarterback projected for this week. Kyler Murray, Aaron Jones, and Dalvin Cook with Kelsey. And that left me with like literally $8,000 to fill out my <laughs> two wide receivers or no, my three wide receivers and my flex with the defense. Like, I, it left me with nothing. So I was like, okay, well, we're going to have to try to be cost efficient here this week. So I'm going with Cousins because he's playing Dallas. Cousins is a cheap option at 6200 and Dallas gives up big points to everybody. So I'm, I'm taking a gamble and not putting any money in my quarterback because I think Cousins is like 16th or 17th. Uh, I'm hoping to get 20 points out of him. Then I'm going with Ahmed out of Miami because he is the projected starting running back against Denver. He's $4,800. He is like the 25th priced running back. And I'm I'm hoping to repeat the magic that I did uh, last week. Then I'm going with Jones out of Tampa Bay. He's done nothing but put up points the last couple weeks, and he is a half-decent cost at 5900 Then I'm going with Jefferson because they're going up against Dallas. And, you know, we just saw what he did yesterday, or 
Monday, and he's getting better every game. Yeah, I think he's gonna be rookie of the year. Yeah, I think. Well, maybe, maybe you got Burrow still too, and you got oh, yeah. you got some quarterbacks tend to win that stuff, but non running back or non quarterback. Yeah, I could definitely see him being rookie of the year. Then I'm going with Juju because they're going up against Jacksonville, <laughs> and Jacksonville is terrible. And you got Ben Roethlisberger throwing him the ball, so I'm hoping he's gonna be another cost efficient guy. And then I'm gonna have to go with Tim Patrick because Judy is questionable. And you do not have Drew Locke throwing the ball. And the last time that uh, Rippon got the start against the Jets, Tim Patrick put up like 140 yards. And he's at $4,800. He's like the 25th priced receiver right now. So I'm hoping that's another steal. Then I got Kelsey, obviously. That's a great freaking start for anybody. Kelsey, the one week I didn't start him, he put up like 42 points. (laughs) So then, he's, I, he's a master of beating zone. He just has enough wiggle. If he wiggles you, he's going to get another five yards after catching the ball for 15 yards. Yep, absolutely. He's going to put up 20 points. That's just what Kelsey does every week. And at the price, 20 points, 20 to 25 points for Kelsey at 7,300 is the equivalent of what um, Hopkins is. You know, I think Julio was 7,500 this week. I think uh, Devonte uh, Adams out of Green Bay was eleven hundred or, or eleven thousand this week. Like, and he's gonna put up the same amount of points as those guys. He actually dropped to eighty six hundred. Did he really? Yeah. Okay, but still, they, did, that's still more? a lot of that's still a lot of money, still a lot of money on, yeah. uh, for fifty five thousand dollars. Yeah, that's that's thirteen. Okay, so you're looking at a thirteen hundred point difference, and Kelsey is gonna give you. Almost as many points as he is every single week consistently. And then you get uh, my flex. I'm going with Swift out of Detroit because he's been consistent. He's another good cost-efficient guy. And then in my defense, the difference between a good defense and a bad defense is generally six to seven points. And uh, I just went with the Jets at the bottom dollar because uh, they're uh, they're playing the Chargers and the Chargers... Put up 21 last week, and uh, I'm going to put my money into guys that are going to put up 25 points or 15 points. Points back. Yeah, versus a defense that's going to put up three versus nine, you know. Kickers back on instead of defense. Yep, exactly. Um, So who are you going with? Well, quarterback, I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, that's a good start. Yeah, he's going to... I think he's going to do a little bit of both with his arm and his leg. Uh, we're going to share the same running back from Miami. <laughs> this is where I spent a little bit of money. Uh, I'm, I'm going to play Dalvin Cook. It's playing Dallas, and Dallas's defense is horrendous. Can't stop anything. The one thing that Dem- Dallas has been doing has been slowing down the run. Um, but I... I don't think you can contain they can contain them with them being on the field a lot. I see him getting a lot of points in the receiving game regardless if they slow him down in the run. At receiver one is T. Higgins, who's constantly putting up numbers. Yep. I started him last week, dude. He threw down. It, we both had uh, Bengals receivers last week, and they were like the same price. I went Higgins, and you went... Um, who the heck Tyler Boyd. Tyler, yeah, Boyd, and he put up a stinker, and Higgins put up freaking 30 points. Cut a few passes, but Higgins was the guy for him. Uh, second wide receiver, number two, is Justin Jefferson. Yep. And this one, I'm torn on both of them, because I like both. Uh, Deontay Johnson, or I thought about playing Claypool. I had Claypool Deontay in John- my lineup. He, the one reason to play Claypool he, in the red zone, he does get a lot of targets in you know jet sweeps and little gadgety looking plays, but he also catches a ball. Tight end, I went super cheap. Uh, Dallas Goddard. Uh, I mean, he's had some good games in the past. I'm just looking to get a few points out of him. Flex, I'm playing Gibson from Washington. He gets a Touches out of the backfield and catches the ball. And Alex Smith is known a lot to check down to running backs. Being a Kansas City fan, I've watched it for many years. 
check down, check down, check down to running backs. And this one, Jameis Winston is playing against Atlanta. I'm going with Atlanta because you don't know what Jameis Winston you're getting. Yeah, you could definitely get a lot of turnovers. Some notes this week. Uh, well, let me pull up my notes. So some guys that I did like that could possibly find their way into my roster. Uh, Keenan Allen. I mean, he had a not-so-good game last week. But the Jets' defense is ranked 29th in the passing game with 288 yards per game. Could be some big plays there. Uh, Terry McLaurin, he's 6,900. Uh, Bengals' defense can't stop uh, the passing attack. And their defense is terrible. Claypool, like I said, Claypool and Deontay Johnson. Pick your poison there. They're both really good. And uh, Adam Thielen and uh, Justin Jefferson. Uh, Adam Thielen gets a lot of red zone looks. Uh, Jefferson gets the the wow plays down the field. Uh, you could also, if you wanted to play cheap at quarterback and still get some points, would be matching up Alex Smith and Terry McLaurin. Because McLaren is their best wide receiver on that team. Yeah, I I agree, man. That's uh, I had Thielen as a question mark in there as well. I just hate putting my quarterback and my wide receiver as the same because of you know if the quarterback struggles, then you're like, well, crap, there goes two of them out, <laughs> and I've already yeah, got, it, and I've already got Jefferson like, too. You know, a lot of guys stacking players like that is definitely good for tournament play. But, you know, our league is just, you know, five guys. So it's almost kind of safe to stack some guys. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And with Jefferson already being on there, dude, I had Claypool, I had Juju, and I had freaking Thielen because they're all within like $200 of each other. And that's what makes Pittsburgh's wide receivers so tough is they have three guys who you never know who's going to be the guy of the week. They've just all been consistently getting 10 to 15 points every single week. I did do one crazy roster where I went super cheap and conservative at quarterback, and I did play, and I, I have, I, I've changed it. I might enter it again. I did have uh, Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara on, on one roster. Yeah, yeah, I freaking, I tried it, man. It was just, it's so tough with how high-priced everybody is this week. And Kyler Murray is insanely high-priced. Like, quarterback, there's just such a big drop-off at quarterback. Like, you have Murray is 8,500, Mahomes is 79, Wilson is 74. And then after that, like everybody's around that seven thousand dollar mark, and I don't think anybody is a crazy good value because you gotta look. Rogers is seven thousand. He's playing Indy. Indy's defense has been real tough. Uh, Lamar Jackson, he's pretty good fantasy wise, but he's playing Tennessee, and Tennessee generally is pretty good against you know the quarterback stopping the run, keeping contain. Um, Herbert against the Jets is a good value pick but you're also putting your stock in a freaking rookie um, another guy to look out for sorry to interrupt you is, no you're good um, McKissick JD McKissick don't don't look at the you know the prior weeks but look what he does out of the backfield and what did I say about Alex Smith is known to what throw to straight to the running back when he feels a little bit of pressure I'm not saying pick him but he could have a big week and uh, Kenyon Drake against uh, Seattle yeah he's about he's about he's a value pick at $5,300 and he can catch the ball out of the backfield and he and he can run see last time I looked they had him as questionable or out but that was days ago he has just, I just meant to go, uh, I think he had that taken off, which I might plug him in there and just, it gives me like $500 to play with. 
Yeah. Well, who's your uh, your safe play? Like I said, last week mine was uh, Jacobs. That was my biggest bang for the buck going in my lineup, I, guaranteed. I, I think my safe play is uh, the running back from uh, uh, Miami. That was 100% mine, too. Right now it's Ahmed, but uh, their other running back, I don't know if he's out or not, but he's been their starter throughout the year. I don't know much about Miami's running back situation. I just know that... They have uh, Matt Breida down there, and I think he's still nursing an injury. Yeah. Well, that's something I'm going to make sure to check on Sunday before the game starts so I don't end up having a... You know, him starting and then getting screwed over because, like I said, anybody going against Denver right now, running back-wise, you start them. 100%. That's free money. You start them. I made some changes. So I actually just made a change in tight end. I'm, I'm going Gronk. Gronk. He has uh, been Gronk. hit and miss all year. Yeah, I, I think he might be big, Maybe. But if I don't, if I don't like him, there's Ebron. Ebron's been hit and miss. I I like, like Gronk better than Ebron. Goddard though against Cleveland. I think uh, I think Seattle or not Seattle, um, Pittsburgh just has too many weapons, and Ebron has not been consistent. I like but Gronk a lot better. I don't know. I had Bray as a freaking starter. And one of the little, uh, the he little gets some f- catches. He does. He he gets you, you know, at least five or six points. Well, and he cost absolutely nothing. I did one of the little single game ones, and I plugged him in, and I think he was like eight hundred bucks because he was their, uh, obviously not their starter. And I don't know why. I guess I took him out and wasn't paying attention. And I was like, oh hell yeah, he scored a touchdown. I went to look and see what it bumped my score up to. I was like, oh, I guess I took him out. That sucks. But, uh, yeah. you know, it's the way it goes. The other leagues besides our own? Do what? A league at all? Am I in another league? Yeah. Did you just do like a dollar game or anything like that? I normally kind of sometimes I'll do a, a dollar, another dollar league. I didn't do crazy. I didn't do a weekly but on Thursday, Sunday, and then Monday, I'll do one of the uh, the pick'em where you you build a team out of the two teams that are playing. If if it's the game that I'm watching, I'll do one of those just to make the game that I'm watching a little more interesting. Getting in it. Do what? That way you got a little bit of skin in it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I can tell you what. It, whoever Denver plays, I'm going to start betting against Denver. So even if they beat Denver, I can still be like, well, at least I won money. <laughs> Doing a little 20, it's for 25 bucks. I'm not, you know, big baller over here. Uh, I'm trying to get it to pull up. Uh, I'm a, I think I did a little bit of a crazy roster here. I'm not 100% sure. But I like to play these little dollar games after I won six bucks the other day on a, on the Monday night game. Yeah. Are you pulling up your roster? Yeah, I'm trying to, but, you know, I might, I might have to do a handstand, put a foil helmet on to get some signal here. Yeah, that's what happens when you live in the valley, buddy. The the contractors that came out and dug killed my internet. Who would have known that internet would have been that important? <laughs> but yeah, I don't think it's going to pull up. Oh, there it is. Okay, it's, it's pretty much the same roster almost, yeah. Uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, Miami, Kenyon Drake, uh, Claypool, Higgins, Jefferson. I did... Uh, Richard Rogers, uh, Cook in Washington's defense. I spent money on Washington's defense against Cincy. Gotcha. Nice. Eh, you know, see what pans out and doesn't pan out. Well, all, all right, buddy. Well, uh, figure I'll let you get off here and get to bed and put the kiddos to bed and do all that good stuff. 
guys, please comment and see if you guys took any of our picks and how they worked out for you. I'd like to you know see and hear hear from you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Put it in the closed group chat so you can figure out what the heck is going on. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to us ramble about nothing and a little bit of football here. Yeah, absolutely, buddy. I'll let you get off here. uh, Yeah, holler at you later, brother. (laughs) All right, see you. All right, guys, that is the move the sticks. Every time he starts to talk, sometimes it just cuts out. So nobody <laughs> never know. It makes it a little frustrating. But hopefully you guys like it, enjoy it, share it. Um, going to get some more waterfowl-related stuff on here. Um, yeah, hopefully uh, get something up by the weekend. So let us know what you think. And, uh, yeah, have a good one.